Sasha Lindbergh was looking at her window, eyes swollen after she got suspended for being a so-called abomination at school. Though her actions were never the basis of her suspension, she thinks that it has something to do with her skin colour. Her father is Polish, while her mother is African. She adopted a dark skin colour from her mother's complexity. Fingers shaking, she held a notebook. It consists of her plans and motives for her activism. For the most part, it is entirely dedicated to writing letters from her inspirations. She wants to be a climate activist. Her door opened halfway. She straightened her seat and tucked her notebook under her pillow. It was her mother. Sasha, honey, what did you do this time? Dolores asked. Nothing, mum. I was just spreading posters about global warming. It's 1994 and people are still ignorant of this. I don't see any wrong in what I did, am I? She replied. The thing is, Sasha, it's a great initiative. Brilliant even, I might add. But I need you to stop. Sasha's eyes glinting with anger and disappointment, but managed to say softly, why? Oh, sweetheart, the world is dangerous if anyone's like us, she said with melancholy in her voice. People treat us less of a human just because of our skin colour and the way we speak. I wouldn't want anything to happen to you, okay? Sasha was silent. It's for the best, honey, as Dolores brushed Sasha's hair with her fingers and left the room shortly. I couldn't believe it, Sasha thought with ferocity. Even though she loves both her parents, sometimes she's just a pure rebel. Maybe it's from her hormonal changes. Teenagers are always rebels. Maybe mom was too, she said in confusion. Sun is almost expiring. While Sasha's rage over what occurs to her mom's mind keeps her puzzled. She needs to find answers and help. Sasha packed a small backpack filled with coins she kept in her piggy bank. She packed extra clothes, a dozen of cinnamon rolls her father made and her notebook. Suck home to Oslo, please. Sasha sat in the train station as the lady responsible for tickets looked at her. Alone? The lady asked. Yes, ma'am. How old are you? I'm 16, she responded. There was a sudden look on the lady's face. Sadness. Darling, be careful, she said, whispering. From what I've heard, cops are responsible for the demise of seven men. Sasha didn't say anything. All of them were killed without justice because the cops didn't like their kind. What happened to them? Sasha asked. I didn't exactly know what happened to the other six, but I'm sure they did nasty things to the first one, said Nancy Kaufman. All I know is the killing of Jojo Canero Ali. He was just in the supermarket buying food for her daughter. Cops thought he was stealing. They think he doesn't have money. They judge him because he's black. Were the cops known? 
Sasha asked. They weren't. They aren't convicted of their crimes, said Nancy. Take care, darling, he handed her the ticket. If I may ask, who or what are you headed to? Nicholas Wyden Schoen and Dorian Larson. I'm going to find them. I need their help, Sasha said proudly. Ah, the hope of the world. We need more of those people. Sasha smiled. Yeah, I aspire to be like them. Nancy smiled too. Well, good luck then, young woman. I hope you find them. The train to Oslo was difficult. Sasha found a comfortable seat in the left window side of the train. She saw tree stumps all over the place. Starting an initiative would be hard, especially in her condition. Still, she'll pursue it. As the train went on the night, she grabbed two of her cinnamon rolls from her bag, its frosting drooping over her seat. While eating, she grabbed her notebook. Some posters and sticker fell. Some didn't, as they were all stickers. Here, said a voice above her. Thanks, as the young lady grabbed the fallen posters. I'm Yerdek. Sasha, it's nice to meet you. You too. By the way, are you alone? Said Yerdek. Yes. I'm looking for Nicholas Whitenshawn and Dorian Larson. I need your help, she replied. Wait, you know them? They're my idols too, said Yerdek, as if olive eyes skinned bloomed in happiness, blue eyes shining with his innocent spirit. Really? Sasha said with relief. Maybe there are still people like me, she thought softly. Yeah, I love them. But the thing is, they vanished, he said sadly. What happened? Well, people came against them, as if they had enough of them. Like they didn't care about the earth anymore. They were in hiding ever since 1983. I was only six back then. Is that why people say we need more of them? She asked. Well, yes, because they disappeared. Many people cut trees illegally, factories producing toxic fumes, worse than Nicholas and Dorian experienced. I'm going to find them. I need your help in this, Sasha said. I don't think they can help you. They are in bounty. If they are going out, they're putting people in danger too. Sasha grimaced. But I need them. Our country is worse than ever. People see me as a crazy girl. Even my principal thinks so. What happened? Yurdik asked. I was spreading posters about global warming. I was starting an activism until I stopped. People didn't believe me. Really? They called me slurs I couldn't even imagine, Sasha said, almost tearing. Yerdek hugged him. 
it doesn't necessarily have to be helped, you know? You are a brave person for even starting campaign, even though I believe your cause. People are always petty-minded to believe. They always say we're just teenagers. But they just say that because they don't want their stupid activities being called out. I don't even know where I'm headed to now, she said, pulling out a small bath. My parents will be looking for me, and I'm on a train going to Oslo. I don't know the reason, except for Nicholas and Dorian. You can come with me. My parents are dead. I'm only with my friends. You can start out your campaign there. It will help you. Really? Sasha genuinely asked. Even if I'm black? Being black doesn't have to do with any of this. People can be cruel sometimes, you know? You're welcome to us. In fact, you could meet them. They're also right here on the train. Sasha was introduced to Yuridik's friends. They're five. She told stories on her how she ended up here and what she plans to do. That's great, Sasha, said Zoya. Yeah, forget that principle. You won't need them anyways. We'll help you, Casper enlightened her. What exactly are we going to do? asked Yurdek. For this, I want to create an activism about the effects of pollution and global warming. Sasha explained her plans wholly. She took in the perspective of Yurdek. Maybe he's right. He won't need any, any people to help her. Maybe she is enough, together with these strangers. OMG, that's actually good, said Nora. We should start by tomorrow. I'll help with the posters and boards we'll use, said Benjamin abruptly. I'll write the scripts for the performance. I think that there is an avenue here. Many people pass. We can spread the message quickly, said Zoya. This is going to be fun, OMG, said Catherine. They all laughed as the night went on, telling stories about Nicholas and Dorian, their quest to find him, and how they believe in the greed of men resulted in this. Saja was smiling. She thought to herself, Maybe these are my people. I found them. They accept me for who I am. They even believe me about my cause. She put her thoughts aside and told her journey to her new friends. They're going to change the world. Endless nights making posters and cardboard using black paints mixed with red. This should be just right, said Zoya proudly. Thank you. This is going to be great said Sasha with gratitude. Tomorrow, Yellow Briggs Avenue, interrupted Yurdek, his face glinted with joy. We're gonna change the world, 
added Casper. I hate that people don't care about any of this. Do we really need something turmoil to happen before taking action? Even if there's proof of the effects of their doings, they won't stop. That's how greedy mankind is, Nora responded. It was a day of their activism. Posters that state facts about Earth, con Earth condition, speakers filled the atmosphere with voices of Yurdek, Catherine, and Benjamin. The end is nigh. Can we not see the changes are for the worse? said Catherine. The trees are becoming stumps, sudden wildfires, the smell of burning plastic, the melting of ice caps in the north. These are merely a fraction of what's happening. Are we really ignorant or are we just trying to be arrogant, said Benjamin. We are slowly dying, but the greed of men won't. As the day prevailed, they somehow got the attention of people. Some laughed, throwed mud all over them. Some, however, called Sasha slayers. Unimaginable. Hearing those words made her broad rattle. Though she is strong enough to face it this time, around her friends. You, said a policeman to Sasha. What do you think you're doing? You're no good. Not ever. What exactly did she do to you? Said Zoya, her blue eyes raging with anger and power. Marcus stood silent, thinking for a reason. She shouldn't be here. Look at what she does. She makes people owning factories bad. Isn't she black enough? Excuse me? Sasha said finally. Yeah, you disgust me. You want to know what? I disgust you too. A shame you use your power to attack literal teenagers. You are an abomination. All of you are. Activism for what? It's not real, okay? This is a lost cause. Get out of this avenue. You're all, you all are making a scene. This is stupid enough. Those two faggots deserve to be hunted down. They're ruining businesses. What did you do to them, Sasha, with a rough voice? Is that what this is? You're following their footsteps, aren't you? I think you definitely should said Marcus. The less people like you, the better. Now go, as he gripped his fingers on his gun. No, I've had enough of this. I won't. Very well then. I hope you see your idols there. Casper grabbed Sasha before she could react. They were running now, all seven of them. Bullet was shot where she was standing a second ago. Don't be stupid, Sasha. We need people more like us. Don't you dare do that. The police went to his car, acted him, 
the venue's crowded place. Casper lost Sasha's grip. They were separated. As distant wails of the car broke an ear-splitting sound, Sasha managed to run faster. Though this place is still new to her, she found a drugstore. Running inside while she hit a man. To posters, she was still holding fell. Sorry, Sasha said, as he looked at the man in the middle of his fifties. Familiar. Dorian? I thought you were hiding. Who are you? I'm Sasha. I was in the avenue until a stupid cop went after us for our activism. I'm Dorian. I'm buying medicine for Nicholas. And yes, we are in hiding. I'm not that famous. Few people know me. But in Nicholas's case, it's extreme. Many people want him down. Sasha explained what she and her friends did, as well as a folded paper, one of the letters she made. Sasha, sorry for what happened earlier. People are always like that. They do something bad when a person calls them out. They're stupid, all right. But we couldn't do anything about it. I say you go back to Stockholm with your parents. Maybe wait for at least two years until everything is safe. Work on your area first. Even if people are judging you, let them. It's for them to judge anyways. Be brave, will you? Sasha nodded. I will get this to Nicholas. I'll help you once the time is ready. As he handed their contact information. You got this. Marcus got lost. Sasha found her friends and explained her experience in the drugstore. Dorian was right. This is not a safe place for her. Maybe not ever, but she needs to be strong. She needs help too. We know, said Nora, but please come back. We are going to crush this next time, won't we? We will. Sasha said as she bid her farewell to her friends. The train was sad. Though she is motivated to be stronger, less fragile, and of course, the changer of the world. Three years passed. Nicholas got in touch with Sasha as she went back to Oslo. She met once again Yerde, Zoya, Catherine, Casper, Nora, and Benjamin, as she gave them all a hug. Nicholas was there, his white hair gleaming, smiling. Are you ready, Sasha? She looked confident, her brown eyes raging with joy probably from her reforms to stop cutting trees illegally, stopping power plants from being built in the Arctic region, and lastly, her climate change campaign. It turned successful. She finally said, yes, I am. All right, 
hope of our future version two, said Dorian. Show us your plan. Hello, my name is Alking and I'm the creator of Bewusstseinslage. I'm an activist who uses my love of literature and storytelling to raise awareness on social issues around the world. If you have an idea of a good story to share or need to have awareness, feel free to send me an email. My email is elkingsout3 at gmail.com. That's E-L-K-I-N-G-S-A-J-O-D-3.